You're listening to episode eight of the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm Jason Tucker, and I've settled over a billion dollars in copyright claims for the world's largest studios. Over the last 15 years as the expert pirate hunter, IP problem solver, and enforcer, I have helped shape copyright law, the processes, and the landscape that exists today. So how do you keep your IP organized, protect it from pirates, and make even more money off of your content? With real-life insight and stories from the trenches, this is the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about DMCA notices, how we use them in an anti-piracy campaign, and then also how we use them to gain a potentially a tactical advantage or just to serve the overall strategy. So you've probably heard people talk about DMCA takedown notices before. It's a notice that you can serve an operator or a service provider under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA for short, that basically says, hey, we've identified this work. I'm authorized to act on behalf of the owner of the copyright. Here's my contact information. Here's a link to the infringing material. Here's a link to the source material and take it down. Because we run into a lot of sites that we can't find actionable contact information. And when I say that, like, yes, we we find who the host is, or we could find who the registrar is. We may or may not be able to find something associated with the URL itself or an actual location. But what we can do is use what we can find to act through or have them work for us. And here's how we did that. I changed it, and this will be available to you in the show notes. And, and we've had a lot of success with this, surprisingly enough. I wasn't sure how it was going to be received when, when I came up with it, but it, it's working. For certain clients, we're sending out a notice now that says DMCA notice of copyright infringement and or license option. It has all of the same elements as a DMCA takedown notice, except I added a line in there that says, if you would like to license the content for continued use, please contact us via email. If not, remove it immediately from all locations and provide us with a proof of removal. Surprisingly enough, I mean, it's okay, let's just start with this. It softens the blow. It's not as aggressive sounding as a traditional stoic DMCA takedown notice, but it also says, hey, if you'd like to license this, reach out to us. So we've sent these out and what's happening is either legal counsel or, or operators of sites are shooting a, an email back and saying, we'd like to license the footage or we'd like to license the content. And for the particular clients that we're sending it out for, we've already come up with amounts that are satisfactory to them. So we're just working out licensing deals and calling it a day and moving on. And now what's also happening is when they respond with an email, I now have an email. So if I have a problem with that site again, I can shoot them an email directly and say, Hey, just found this. Let's do something. And I always, I try and come from that place. It's, it's not always about the hammer. The only time I'm using a hammer is when we're not able to get into a conversation that is going anywhere, or I don't have anyone to talk to. So I don't really have any other choice, but to use all the legal tools available in our toolbox on behalf of our clients. And that can escalate, but it can, can contract as well. So yeah, I'm happier when I can just have a conversation with a site operator and say, hey, let's just work out a deal and be done with this. It serves what everyone wants overall. So that, that takes us to my next point, which is you need to know what your goal, your objective, your agenda is before you start sending out notices or taking any action. And this doesn't take a lot of time. It will take you longer to listen to this podcast than it will to document an infringing site and send out, figure out where you need to send the notices, send the notices, and probably engage in some dialogue or not with them to satisfy your goals and objectives. 
And I say that with a level of certainty, because unless we're talking about voluminous amounts of infringements, which is going to escalate to begin with, because, well, you're, now you're dealing with a, a pirate enterprise versus a one-off situation. It's just not a time-consuming process unless, unless you're talking about volume. Okay, back to my story. So what we do is we ask ourselves, what is our goal and objective for our client? And the answer to that is the client needs to get satisfactory compensation. In the absence of that, stop the distribution of the work. So I'm giving you an example of one of the ways that we do that. We're throwing out these license options. So that's one example. Now, compensation doesn't need to be a monetary piece. Satisfactory compensation could be this site cannot have our content on there, our client's content on there. It's coming down. It comes down. That is satisfactory or whatever deal we work out is within the parameters of what we set. And that's now satisfactory. Okay. So let's jump into a real time story of what's taking place right now. And I'll give you a backstory on the clients. The client is news to share Inc. It's Ford Fisher's company. Ford's an independent journalist whose content is pretty sought after by news agencies and feature films, documentaries, etc. He gets shots at great physical risk to himself. He puts himself into the middle of protests, civil unrest, and he licenses his work, either part of it or all of it, for a fee and credit. Now, you don't necessarily need to know or may not know who he is, but you've seen his footage. If you saw Spike Lee's Black Klansman, the Charlottesville footage towards the end that made me squirm in my seat and that we've seen on the news, unfortunately, time and time again, that was shot by Ford. Spike licensed it. He paid for the use because that's what a good player does. And to side note, I don't think there's ever been a more important time in my life than now for journalists like Ford, because he goes out there and he live streams what's going on. He shows you the raw unedited footage in real time, because if something happens to him, that's what's left to tell the story. But he also later releases the edited footage in his own reporting, in addition to whatever media outlets will utilize. Now, what's cool about that is that you have the live stream and the edited that can be watched at any given time. So you get a full picture. And when we're in a time when news is really questioned and, and skewed even more, I like the fact that that live stream is there as a backup. Okay, so now you have the who, now we have the what. The what is Death of a Nation by Dinesh D'Souza. I have no political goal or objective here except uh, executing on what my client wants. I say that because this was a pretty hot button movie that came out. I'm gonna use the name to talk about the entire team because right now we don't know all the participants in the decision-making process. We haven't actually worked out a deal. So on behalf of myself, Battleship Stance Inc. and News to Share Inc., we're reserving all of our rights. Legal disclaimer out of the way. Let's talk about the movie. The movie's Death of a Nation by Dinesh D'Souza. And D'Souza used Ford's footage, News to Share's footage, in two different segments. One of them was an interview with Richard Spencer, a leader in the alt-right movement. And D'Souza interviewed him, and it looked to me like D'Souza couldn't get what he wanted out of his footage so to put it simply, it looks like they stole Fords and just used it. Now, I don't know how this went down. It could have been as simple as need something here that looks like that. Here's what we found. We're just going to use that and we're not going to license it. We're not going to pay for it. And uh, yeah, they'll never find out. And if they do, we'll figure out some legal argument. And as crazy as that sounds, that happens more often than not. And in this situation, that appears to be exactly what they did. Now, we completely disagree with what D'Souza did with Ford's footage, and we're going to do something about it. So the do something about it started about a month or two ago now. And uh, what we did was, is we identified who the uh, attorney was and the producers, and we sent them all an email and said, here's what we've seen. Here's what's going on. 
if you want to properly license the footage, we're all ears. And they came back with what they thought was an answer. Interestingly enough, they did license, it looks like they licensed and paid for footage from Getty Images and some of the other outlets. So somehow they just decided to use Ford's footage. We're unacceptable. So we weren't able to really get any actual dialogue that we could move on with them. So we decided we needed to do something. So now we didn't blast D'Souza or his attorneys with threats or empty promises. We don't do that. If we tell you we're going to take action, we do. And it's not tough talk, what we do to be taken seriously, but it's also what we're really doing. We're um, not looking to blast somebody off the planet to sound crass. We're just looking to work out a reasonable settlement. But again, the goal is resolution by whatever legal means is necessary. So they're not talking. We needed to make a move. Here's our strategic move. We simply use the power of a DMCA notice for its intended purpose. And in this case, it was to stop the film from infringing our client's content. So what do we do? We identified every vendor selling the DVD that we could find. We found every location that was streaming it on the web. So we're talking about Amazon, Netflix, Walmart, Best Buy, et cetera, et cetera. And we sent them all DMCA takedown notices. The initial round that went out, again, was this hybrid that said DMCA notice of copyright infringement and or license option. And we sent it out to all of them. If we don't get the satisfaction that we want, then we'll probably recommend the filing of a lawsuit. But again, I would prefer negotiated settlement. So did the strategy work? So notices went out last week and a couple of days later, lo and behold, a vendor started pulling them off the shelves. And now we're starting to see the streaming, they're starting to take it down. And this is probably going to progress unless we've worked out a deal, at which point it'll go back up again. So depending on where you are listening to this podcast, we'll determine where we are in the process. So what was the purpose of that? Well, again, it says and or license option. So the vendors that they're working with, the distributor, it appears to be universal. So what's going to end up happening is the notices are going to get forwarded on to Universal or whoever did the licensing deals with those particular vendors. And eventually it's going to get into the hands of somebody who will then call their attorney, who will then end up reaching out to us or Ford's counsel saying, hey, we need to talk, which is exactly what we wanted. And now we're back to the drawing board. Now, my guess in this scenario is that they're going to claim fair use and, and a bunch of other things, but whatever. The, the reality is, is that we are within our right on behalf of our client to send the notices and get the content taken down. Are you seeing the play here? They decided not to talk. We're making a move on the film. That's going to force them to the table. If they don't like what we're doing, then they're going to have to satisfy us. If they don't satisfy us, then they're going to have to either take legal action against us or come up with another strategy. I will say that everything that we do is out in the open. When we sent these notices out, we CC'd D'Souza and his attorney that we had previously spoken to on every single notice because I wanted them to see exactly what we're doing. We reached out to them, they postured, and we just responded with a takedown notice. So some people would ask, like, why do I operate like that? Because when I don't play hide the ball, I want everyone, again, it's about working out a solution. There's no reason to hide the evidence or not show what we're doing. I want to be open about what it is. And you should too. Don't play hide the ball. It's a bad game to play. So when you send these notices out, if you already have valid contact information, you're going to use a technique like this, then by all means, CC them. Uh, they may not be happy with what you're doing, 
and that's okay. That's on them, but it'll get you to where it potentially get you to where you need to be. So that's what's going on for us right now. And um, I'm going to wrap this up and say in the show notes, we have the uh, takedown notice, the hybrid that we're using. I hope that this was helpful to you. And I look forward to giving you some more tips and tricks. And I really hope that this will be uh, helpful to you in, in your endeavors. Have a good one. Jason Tucker is not an attorney. All of the information shared on this free podcast is his opinion and not legal advice. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. See you next time.